everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, if you couldn't tell. And today we are going to be talking about, it's probably going to sound like a rant, um, that names are not the enemy of magic. So before we get into it, I would like to thank MTGCast for distributing this podcast amongst everybody. And I would also like to mention if you want to send me an email, you know, to ask me a question or anything like that. You can send me an email at magicwithzuby at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter uh, at, at magicwithzuby on Twitter. And I also have a Facebook page, Magic with Zuby, as well as I just bought the domain for magicwithzuby.com. So those are all the ways you can get a hold of me. Check me out. Um, my website, magicwithzuby.com, I'm writing a lot of articles for it. I try to post you know, one to two articles a week, just about stuff that's going on or deck techs that I'm working on. And yeah, so there's that. So before we get into the main topic, let's discuss, I think in my previous podcast, I talked about how conspiracy was finally revealed and how I didn't really play it, but Wizards has done a little bit of an interesting thing with this and I got to give it to him. The marketing on this was pretty cool. So they first announced conspiracy reign of Brago about how, you know, Oh, it's the new set and you know, you're going to have fun drafting, yada, yada, yada. And then the next day they announced conspiracy again, but I guess it showed a picture of the Brago guy getting killed and it showed like a little, um, cause they always show the amount of cards each set is going to have. So they showed a little blurb of, oh, there's going to be one less card. As the art showed, Brago getting stabbed by some female. And so then nothing was really said, for I think, for a day. And then when did they announce Conspiracy again? So it was actually the 26th. Yesterday, they announced Conspiracy again called Conspiracy Take the Crown. And... You know, it's titled, You Stab My Back and I'll Stab Yours. You know, clear the, clearly the crown is up for grabs. Will you claim it? No more jokes, no more intrigue for the real this time, is what they're saying. So, it, I got to give it to them. It's a pretty clever marketing ploy where, you know, they announce a set, they get killed. You know, they just call it whatever. So, it's coming out in August 26th and... Will I play it? Eh, I'm not. I'm not that into draft only sets. You know, if, unless I may pick up some singles if there's cards that are really good in modern or legacy or whichever format they decide to be legal for. And yeah, so like I said, it looks pretty interesting, and let's hope it's good. Uh, there hasn't been anything else spoiled or announced for it, so. Last night was FNM standard, and man, I didn't do so great. I did make some changes to my deck. I put in Thought Not Seer, which is the Thought Seize on a body, and I put in a full playset of Sylvan Advocate. And in the end, I went two and two. Um, I probably could have done a lot better. And I always kick myself for doing this is 
there there was at one point in the night i think it was the third round where i just sort of didn't care how well i did i just i took two really bad opening hands and i don't know why i do this to myself but i do and yeah i lost it i could have probably gone three and one but oh well it was fine. Um, I think I'm probably going to put the deck away for a little bit. See, you know, where it's positioned at. Maybe a couple weeks because, you know, still Rally and Bant Coco are the top of the game right now. And try and think of anything else interesting happened last night at FNM. Now, um, my first round was up against Blue Red Prowess. Got my butt kicked. It was really close games, though, but, man, the explosiveness of that deck is just too much for Eldrazi Ramp to handle. And because I just, there, but both times that I lost is I could have, I could have been able to stabilize the board, but by the time I did that, oh, look, she's going to do, like, 20 damage to me in one hit. And I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, well, they were really fun games, though. I know Blue Red Prowess is just a good deck, so... Eh. And then the next round... What did I go up against? Next round was up against... It was a weird Mardu homebrew. And... Game 2 was the long game. He kept on stasis snaring all my stuff. And then once I got Ugin out... Well, no, no, I didn't get Ugin out. Oh, jeez, I don't remember. It was just such a long game, and... Game one was over pretty quickly. Game two dragged on until I just, I think I ended up exiling a lot of his land so he couldn't pull another stasis snare or planar outburst. Um, let's see, what else? Then the next round was up against a weird version. Of, it wasn't really Rally. It did have Nantugo Husk. It was like a black-white version. Um, did it have any blue? I don't remember, but it, it was like a weird version of Rally. It worked. He had a lot of Planeswalkers, Sorn, Gideon, and Obnixilis. And like I said, I feel like if I didn't keep such shitty hands, I probably could have gotten better with that. I probably could have won, but mm, as happens, oh well. It's I hate when I do that to myself where I just keep really subpar hands. And then the final round, what was I up against? Oh, the final round, I was up against... Oh, God, green, blue. Uh, was there any other color? Was it green, blue, white? What's green, blue, white? Is that Bant? Or is that Naya? Oh, crap, I'm having I'm having a brain fart. But as, as it was, it was more of a control deck. And... Yeah, it just... Ended up beating it 2-0. It was like a... Yeah, it was definitely like a control deck because he countered a lot of my stuff. But, yeah, even though he countered a lot of stuff, by, by the time when we got to the late game, if I'm able to cast Ulamog, even if he counters Ulamog, it's I can exile some of his stuff, and it doesn't matter to me at that point. Especially if he if he kept on countering my World Breaker. Oh, you counter my World Breaker? Okay, I'll just get it back again and exile more of your land. So, you know, you can't do anything. Um, overall, it was a fun night. We ended up, we didn't draft and I was pretty tired anyway. It was, I've had a long week and we're in the middle of trying to get a house right now. And yeah, not looking so good. We looked at some houses today 
and we found we only looked at four because a bunch of the houses we liked are man do those houses go away quick it's like we found we i don't know how many houses we looked at and it's like by the time we got my realtor and we got all set up it's like yeah those houses are gone just wow holy crap we just said hey we're gonna look at this house today and then Later that day, she calls me, oh, it's already taken. It's already under contract. Like, crap. Damn it. Why? Oh. Yeah. So that was that was pretty much my day today was looking at houses, and we found two that we liked. Two of them were just like, nah, nope. Either they were too old or they would have been something that I would probably like if I was older and didn't have kids to worry about. You know, because I I have a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old daughter. Both of them are daughters. And, yeah, I don't think... De- definitely too small. I mean, we were looking at three-bedroom houses mainly. And while it was big enough, it was just... They felt too cluttered, if that makes any sense. Or too close together, too claustrophobic. There was one house we looked at. Oh, man, it was so nice. But it looked like it had foundation damage as there were some cracks on the outside of the walls and cracks on the ceiling and they it's not like they were totally noticeable but you could tell and um, I really like that house too if I had to choose I would have picked that house but you can't really you know if there's foundation damage you don't want to deal with that and then there was another house we looked at it was a wooden house or the frame was wooden and it looked really nice, even though it was smaller than some of the other houses we had or we looked at. It looked bigger the way they had it cut out because it, it wasn't so open. They they definitely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Definitely cut off rooms, but it, I guess it made it seem like there was more rooms, if that makes any sense. The master bedroom, oh, loved it. And the bathroom hall, man, I loved it. But not that this is a deal breaker. One of the things that made it look not so great was the they decided to use wallpaper everywhere. Who uses wallpaper? It's 2016. No one does that. Of course, you know, if I were to buy it, I would tear that wallpaper down and paint it and everything. But, I mean, it, that's not a make or break for me. Everything looked really nice. But the fact that it still has a wooden frame, and you got to worry about termites and all that stuff, especially down here in Florida. you got to worry about that crap. So let's dive into the main topic. And this was all fueled by a little Twitter comment or Twitter article that I found. And this may not make me very popular, and I'm okay with that. I just feel like I have to speak my mind. It's just something that really bothers me. And there was a Twitter conversation going on about Manlands and how we should work on changing that name because it that name makes it feel non-inclusive to other genders. So, at first, when I first saw that tweet, or when I first started reading the article, my brain hurt immediately. Because while I understand the purpose behind it, that 
you want to make sure there's diversity and inclusiveness in the Magic the Gathering community. I just feel like the name Manlands is such a non-issue that there, instead of focusing on a name, you should really put your energy towards something else. And I'll get I'll get into that in a second here. So I was reading this and reading, I guess there were some pro players or pro streamers, whatever the heck they are, saying, you know, oh, I got to do better not using Manlands. I got to, you know, make sure I'm not typing up Manlands in an article, you know, and start and we can start using creature lands or lanimals or whatever the heck, which I get that. I understand that. And that's. I, I don't care what the name of the card is. And just so you know, Manlands is not officially supported by Wizards. Manlands just refers to the, a type of land that can animate into a creature. You know, you pay a certain mana cost and it animates into a creature. And like I said, I get Manland is just the jargon or slang that was adopted at some point. I don't know when exactly. So... What gets me is they they're they're worried about diversity and inclusiveness when something like Manlands probably has never made someone want to quit magic. Or if there has been one person that has ever quit magic or decided not to join magic or be a part of magic or go to a game store or they went to a game store and overheard someone saying Manlands because it made them feel like this game is not for them, show me that person. Because I really highly doubt that Manlands was what made that person feel like they weren't included or it wasn't diverse enough. So, like I said, I really find the whole thing a non-issue and if we want to work on diversity, we need to put our energy into something else. And like I said, these are just my these are just my opinions, whether right or wrong, just how I felt. Because after reading the whole thing, it just really hurt my brain. Because it's like, I guess to describe it, like it's such a non-issue. It doesn't make any sense to me. While I. I understand the intentions. Like I said, you want to make everybody feel included. It's the wrong place. It's it's the wrong place to focus on because words are just that words. Now, I can understand and agree with wanting to change words, jargon, or slang if it is intentionally derogatory to a group of people. If there was a jargon or slang in magic that, hey, maybe 20 years ago, people didn't consider it bad, but it's considered bad today. I, I can't think of a example, and I can understand changing that if it actively made people feel uncomfortable. And I've, I've noticed this shift in wizards and in the magic community that we want to make sure everybody feels included, that we are diverse enough. But I feel like one of the major problems with the Magic the Gathering community does not stem from making sure certain words 
are not used or changed or were being gender specific in terms of making sure we, we don't just say he all the time to an opponent on magic online. We say they, you know, I feel like what should really be focused on is the people themselves. And what I mean by that is, all right, let, let's just be real here. Magic the Gathering, the main demographics of Magic the Gathering that it targets at, even though Wizards will not admit this, but there are what they call marketing departments, and they have what they call demographics. For anyone who's done any sort of marketing or anything like that, you have demographics of where your product is doing well. And where I would have to probably assume now I'm not a part of wizards marketing, but this is just me assuming that their main target demographic are white males between 18 to 35. If they, if you were probably to look at stats of what wizards is doing, you'd probably see a large chunk of what they market towards is that because that group of people are what drive the sales for magic. And I'm sure they have graphs for, you know, white women, you know, minority women, minority men, etc., all that. And they probably have graphs saying, you know, this many people of this minority buy this. So, and I'm sure they're probably working in their marketing room. Like, what can we do to make sure we market towards them? You know, and I'm not trying to really place blame on wizards in this, but when you go to your local comic shop or your local game store where there's magic, they're going to be primarily white men between the ages of 18 to 35. And is that an issue? You know, some people may find that to be an issue because it doesn't make them feel diverse enough. But so what do you do to make it more diverse? You know, one of the, one of the biggest things you can do as a person is word of mouth. You know, tell your friends about magic, get them included, get them involved. You know, one of the things that I also feel that hampers the Magic the Gathering community is the stereotypes. If a lot of people remember, there was the Crackgate situation about, God, was it a year ago now already or was it almost two years? If you're not familiar, Crackgate was... I mean, that was just the nickname for it, but it was when one person, I don't remember his name, was at a big tournament and took a bunch of pictures of people's butts. Well, then they were un they were unknown, unknowingly getting their picture taken, showing their butts while they were sitting down playing magic. That is the stereotype right there that and that blew up. It got into the mainstream. It got on the front page of Reddit, it got, you know, blown up to all the social media sites. And unfortunately, when you talk to people about Magic who've never played it, their first thought most likely will be a fat, nerdy guy. You know, fat, nerdy, and has no social skills whatsoever. So what do we do to break that? What do we do to break that stereotype? Because right away, I can guarantee you that if I were to go talk to a lot of people get a poll done, probably a lot of people would feel that way. And that that's the stereotype of magic players. So you want to work on diversity 
and inclus inclusiveness, which that's all well and good, but focusing the energy on making sure certain words, jargon, or slang are not used anymore, I feel like your energy is wasted on that, and you should probably focus more on the fact of breaking the Magic the Gathering stereotype that we're not all a bunch of just nerds sitting around with no social skills. Yes, I have been to many Magic tournaments, many Magic stores where you will come across people that have no social skills whatsoever, and... You try to do the nice and polite thing of, you know, being talkative, try to talk to them, be nice to them, try to find out who they are. But most of the time, a lot of Magic players are assholes because, one, they don't have the social skills or social awareness of how to present themselves or how to be around other people. I mean, we all know that. We all know the people who... You, you all know the type of person I'm talking about. The person who thinks, yeah, they're God's gift to magic. And, you know, they just, you know, they don't have to be nice to you or whatever. Something like that. Um, you know, and I'm all for diversity and inclusiveness. As I said, worrying about names like that is just the wrong it's just wasting your energy when you should be focusing on you you want more diversity work on it at your local game store what that is i don't know talk to your store owner talk to them and ask hey what can we do to you know get more people here get more traffic whether that's by social media you know putting at putting marketing ads in areas you know, and like I said, a lot of it has to do with marketing, not only on Wizards part, but the store owners parts too. look at the demographics of your local area of where you're at. Find out you want you want more females in your area. Find out where all the females live. Start putting ads up in case they don't know. Put ads up on social media. You want other minorities being part of the game store. Put ads up where they like to go. You know, I don't I don't know what that is. Like I said, I think a lot of it has to do if we want to get the game more diverse and more inclusive, focus on that. Focus on your local area. If you go to your local area and you see nothing but white people, if you want people of, you know, other gender, if it's just all white males, if you want people of other genders, other minorities, work on it. Do it yourself. Said, talk with your store owner, do something. You know, it all starts with you. It's not about making sure certain words and terms are not being used unless specifically derogatory. That is what I would agree with to where you, you know, you want to change names of certain jargon and slang that's dero explicitly derogatory. Go ahead. And while I may be making a big deal out of nothing, it, it was just the fact that it hurt my brain reading this article because there's just so much more we could be doing than just worrying about, oh, oh, no, we can't, we can't say manlands anymore. Oh, huh. We, we just got to call them creature lands. We, we just got to make sure we don't say it anymore because we, we just want to make sure we don't offend someone. It, and it's, it's this whole 
PC culture, but I'm not going to dive into that. No way. Um, that's just opening up a whole nother, whole nother barrel or whole nother door. But, um, yeah, it, this has been sort of a rant and I probably didn't make much sense, but at least I hope I made a little bit of sense. Like I said, I'm not really trying to start anything or get on anyone's bad side, but I feel like I just had to speak my mind about this. And, you know, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. I, I'm at least the type of person that I'll look at other people's viewpoints and really try to understand. Like I said, I understand where they're coming from with this man lands and creature lands things, but I just feel like the energy that is being spent into that is just in the wrong area. It, I think it was on that Planeswalkers for Diversity site, and I read a few of the articles on there. And I'm just saying it's there, there's more that you can do. If you want this community to be more diverse, do it. Start with you and start with your local game store. Don't start at a big national level because that you're just wasting your energy and time. Start at your local area. If you want more diversity, more inclusiveness, work on it. It's not going to happen unless you do something. Go talk to your store owner today, tomorrow, and say, hey, you know, what can we do to get more people in the store? Hopefully, they're the type of store owners that have plans, marketing and advertising plans, and they should, hopefully, they know their local demographics and work on it from there. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I really have to say about it. It's, it has been a pretty short podcast and I'm hoping to get some more future episodes in. I'm hoping to get some more interviews lined up. I'm working on those right now. And I, once again, I'd like to thank MTG cast for distributing my podcast and make sure you can visit magicwithzuby.com. You can email me any questions or comments or some hate because I'm, you know, if anyone listens, I don't even know who's listening to this, but if you're listening to this and you're frothing at the teeth for my opinion, you know, you can email me at magicwithzuby at gmail.com or on Twitter at magicwithzuby or hit me up at magicwithzuby.com. So there you go. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, yeah.